Hi, welcome back, friends. Thanks for joining me today on this beautiful day. This is the How to Life podcast. My name is Dr. Laura Jagged, and today's topic is going to be another first for my show. Oh, and by the way, this is episode 96. Today, we're talking about self-care. That's right, putting yourself first, looking out for number one, creating boundaries. Ooh, that feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? It just sounds so selfish. To be selfish is considered a negative trait. We've put it in our heads that if we have responsibilities to others and we take some time for ourselves, we're being selfish. But I would really like to change this perspective. And perhaps this can be best done by describing the action of taking some time for ourselves as self-care instead of selfish. Selfish means not caring about anyone else but you. Self-care is about taking care of yourself first so that you're in the best position to care for others. My guest today is Janine Kenna, co-host of the Kind-Hearted Badass podcast and community. She agrees with me, and she and her partner Heather are on a mission to empower everyone to nourish their souls and fuel up. When you're out there giving your all, working hard, solving problems, leading, and caring for others, when the demands on your time are stretched, and that's most of us, you must take care of yourself. You stop and fill up your car tank when it's on empty. Why wouldn't you do the same for yourself? Did you ever think of it that way? In this podcast, Janine will share her message and give you some tips so that you can do it too. Welcome, Janine. Thanks for being on the How to Life podcast. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know it's a good topic today. Self-care, we talk about it, you hear about it, not too many people do it. So you're going to make a case for why self-care is so important. And before we begin, please introduce yourself and tell us about you and what you do. All right. My name is Janine Kenna. I am a happily married woman living in sunny Southwest Florida. I have two wonderful children. My son Spike is 14 and my daughter Shay is five when I'm not doing all of that fun mom life stuff. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I co-own a business called Kind-Hearted Badass. It is, um, well, there's two different parts to it. So the first thing we do is my business partner and co-founder, Heather Compton, and I, we create a bunch of courses. Uh, Right now, we just released a brand new vision board course. Uh, We're working on a course for boundaries, um, sometime in, I believe, January or February, we're also going to be launching a course um, all about planning out your day and different mindset work that you can get in every day to um, help you live your best, most badass life. The other part of it is we also have a membership community where the women who go through our courses can come together and get to know each other. I mean, we just have an amazing community. We call it our kind-hearted badass crew, and it really just is made up of the most wonderful, amazing women I've ever virtually met in my life. Um, some of my best friends in the world have been made through uh, online communities, and we're so grateful to have this opportunity to bring all these amazing badass women together. 
I like it. And I love the name of it, The Kind-Hearted Badass. And, you know, when you think of badass, it's tough. It's a doer, someone who takes charge, makes hard decisions. But I love that you preface it with kind-hearted. People think that those two things don't go together or can't go together. So tell us what the kindness part is about it. The term really does go together because we as women tend to focus on our kind-heartedness, how we can do for everybody else, how we can take care of everybody else. And that is 100% in our nature. And we tend to forget about the badass part. We tend to lose who we are by ourselves without all those other people that we take care of. And that's a huge part of our mission is to help women stop losing themselves in the process of caring for everybody else. I agree with you completely. And to include the men on this, you know, men are typically thought of as the badasses because they are going out to work and they have to fight battles. But you don't have to be just that. I think one of the greatest ways you can be a leader is through kindness, getting things done through kindness, being kind to yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Being a badass requires a lot of energy. You've got to think, you've got to work, you're putting in long hours, you've got to talk to people. But being kind also requires a lot of energy. We give of ourselves. We consider other people's feelings. We sometimes compromise ourselves to accommodate others. So both of them require a lot of energy. How do you do both? The first thing I'm going to say is that I understand that the initial reaction is that this sounds so counterintuitive or counterproductive, but it's not. The best way to get things done is to slow down. And the best way to take care of everybody else and all the things that we have on our plates is to slow down and take care of ourselves. I think it's been said that whenever you feel rushed or whenever you're in a hurry, you need to slow down. The thought is, well, if I slow down, I won't get it done in time. But in fact, if you're going too fast, you're going to make mistakes, maybe make wrong decisions, and you're going to have to backtrack and redo it. And that's going to take even more time. Let's talk a little bit more about slowing down. How do you do that? So, you know, there's different ways and different things work for different people. What works for me personally is getting up really, really early in the morning. So with two little, well, I mean, 14 is not so little, but with a little five-year-old at home, as soon as she's awake, I'm in mom mode. That's it. I have, I'm lucky if I get to hide in the bathroom for three minutes with my phone and that is not self-care. So for me, that slow down, that self-care looks like waking up at about 4.30 or five o'clock in the morning so that I can make sure every single day I get an hour or two of quiet time. Some days I sit quietly with a cup of tea and do nothing. Some days I write. Most of the time I read, sometimes for pleasure, sometimes for work. But whatever it is, it's something that feels good to me in the moment and helps me feel like I'm getting a chance to recharge my batteries. So I take it you've done this for a while now. Did you feel at first... I am wasting time if I take time to myself. Or did you kind of dread it? Oh, I have to get up at 4.30 so that I could have my quiet time before my day begins. How did you become Zen with that? 
Yes. So the early morning wake up definitely took a lot of getting used to. It took, I, I would say, uh, probably a good three months for me to actually start looking forward to waking up early in the morning. Now I don't even set an alarm clock. The latest I ever sleep is 5.30. As far as wrapping your head around taking that time for yourself, it is so hard because our initial thought is of all the other things that we could be doing with that time. I've noticed that on the rare occasion that I do sleep late and I didn't get that morning time, I'm gonna be off that whole day It impacts everything I do that whole day. I'm cranky because I didn't get a minute to myself to center, to breathe, to set my intentions for the day. I have a lot less patience with the kids. And by the end of the day, that's when those are the days where I'm like, oh my God, somebody get me the wine. (laughs) Which, not that having a glass of wine can't be part of self care, but there's a difference between those escaping activities and self-care. Understanding the difference between escaping and numbing versus self-care that is meant to nourish your body and your soul and recharge you is a really, really important distinction. Sometimes I do feel a little guilty when I'm up in the morning and I'm just scrolling through my phone or playing a game. I do feel a little bit guilty sometimes because I know in my head that that's not true self-care. But sometimes those little indulgences, and that's what they are. It's okay. It's like having a little chocolate. You know, I just need a piece of chocolate. Absolutely. (laughs) So why do you think that self-care is so often ignored? Especially, well, you know what? I can't say especially by men. I, I know plenty of men that they ignore their family and themselves because they're so focused on providing for their family. I know plenty of women who have depleted themselves because they're giving everything to their children and their spouse and their household and their job very often, very often. Why do we ignore it? I think so much of it is that for whatever reason, there is this cultural norm right now that it is not okay to slow down and that it's selfish to put yourself first. But, you know, I mean, we've anybody who's ever flown on a plane knows the first thing they tell you is put your mask on first before you help somebody else. Having a small children, I understand how counterintuitive and scary that feels. But having done the work and learned to embrace that self-care and understanding how much better I'll be able to help her put her mask on if I put mine on first. I'm yeah. laughing here because <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I probably have used that five times in five other podcasts. That is my number one example to make it clear to people why it's so important to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And everybody else and everything else that needs your attention is going to survive, even if you took 30 minutes during the day or an hour during the day. This is my time. You set your boundaries and everybody knows they don't bother you during that time. Takes a little bit of conditioning, but everybody clues in staff, spouses, children, pets, Mm -hmm. everybody. And even the little ones, because I'll tell you, there are times, I mean, my daughter just turned five and I've been doing this for well over a year now. So there have been plenty of mornings where she got up and I wasn't ready for her to be up yet. So she understands now what I will and won't do for her before we have a uh, digital picture frame in our living room. It goes on at 7am. And she knows that until that picture frame goes on, it's mommy's time. 
So even the little ones can be trained. (laughs) That is, I wish I would have done that. That's amazing. (laughs) But I I do want to point out the fact that it doesn't have to be waking up at four o'clock in the morning. It doesn't have to be a two hour thing. A lot of my really busy coaching clients, what I have them do is schedule it into their day. Like if you're really, if you're a day planner, like scheduled out type of person, I'm not, but that'll probably work really well for somebody who is. And it doesn't have to be the same time every day. It doesn't have to be the same amount of time every day. But if really, even if the only thing you can find in your day is 10 minutes to just go sit in your car by yourself, just 10 minutes to be still and silent and quiet with yourself, then that's enough. That's That's a great place to start. You don't have to go for gold, baby steps. Imperfect action is better than none. Agreed. Everybody has different ways of winding down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am the master of the power nap. I can take a nap somewhere between nine and 17 minutes. And I lie down, I close my eyes, I immediately fall asleep. And I'm not kidding, 11 minutes later, my alarm goes off. I I feel refreshed. That is my checkout time. And I tell everybody I'm taking a power nap. They all know. And just that little bit is enough to give me the energy to continue on with my day and do what I need to do and help the people I need to help. Yep. I love that. I'm totally jealous because I can't nap to save my life. (laughs) We all have our strengths. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk about selfish. People think of it as a dirty word. And there's a false belief that being selfish is being hedonistic, being uncaring, and that being selfless is a virtue. We've talked about how it really is detrimental to ourselves. How can we teach others to be selfish and be okay with that? Know that it's a good thing for everyone's benefit. So (laughs) I think the word normalize has been so overused in recent years. (laughs) But I mean, we have to normalize it. Those of us who are spearheading this movement need to talk about it more. And the more we talk about it, the more people will hear about it. And the more it will become commonplace, the more we teach our children. Or, uh, you know, if you're in a leadership position in, say, a company, you can find ways to schedule in that downtime for yourself and your employees. If I can train a four-year-old to understand that this is mommy's time... She can be there, but she knows her boundaries. There's always ways to work it in. And the more that we spread that word and teach people how to do it in small baby steps and give them the opportunity to see how much better it makes them feel, it becomes that snowball effect. So one person tells five, five tell another five. And next thing you know, you have a whole movement of people who are slowing down, listening to their bodies and their spirits again, and feeling good and having energy because we are, as a society, are just so burnt out. And it's this hustle, sleep when you're dead culture that is literally killing us. It literally is. I think that the general population's health has diminished. Yeah, we live longer but it's not quality life, is it, on medications? It takes a long time to change the definition of a word. So I like the word self-care instead of selfish. Self-care is uh, a non-negotiable. It is for me. And it's actually productive time, don't you think? Mm-hmm, 100%. And this is something it took me a long time to wrap my head around. 
I have ADHD. I was an attorney in a past life. I've always been one of those go, 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 go kind of people. Like I very much was living that I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality. So was um, I. And it took me a long time to understand and a lot of personal development work to understand how important that slowdown is and that rest is productive. I believe it was one of my yoga instructors who I heard it from, although I'm sure she wasn't the first person to say it, but we were in the middle of a really intense hot yoga class. And hot yoga specifically is one of my favorite ways of self-care. But she must have noticed that there had to have been people in the room who were struggling a little. And she stopped in the middle and she said, listen, I want every single person to slowly and gently come into a child's pose. She had us all in a child's pose. She had us focus on our breath for 30 seconds, a minute or so. And as she was speaking to us and helping everybody calm down and recenter, she reminded us there's power in the pause. And I'm laying there going, oh my God, oh my God, brain, please don't forget that sentence because it was just like the perfect way of explaining what we're talking about here. There is power in the pause. You can't speed up if you don't know how to slow down. Excellently said. You are, you said you have ADHD. Okay. So you're kind of hyperactive. You're moving all the time. You think very quickly. Did you find it hard to slow down with that type of personality? I used to. There are still times. It's not always easy. There are definitely times where I still have to kind of force myself and say, no, you're feeling this anxiety, this stress, this ickiness, whatever you want to call it, because you haven't taken a chance to slow down. And I'll see it in myself. I'll see it in my relationships too. My business partner, Heather, who also has ADHD and small children at home. You know, if we are constantly go, go, go business mode and we never take time to slow down and nurture our friendship or, you know, same thing with my husband or even my kids too. If we never take that time to slow down and nurture those relationships, that's when things start falling apart. That's when things get out of control. It's the same with self-care. When you feel out of touch with yourself, it's so important to take a look and see how have you been treating yourself? Have you been taking care of yourself? Because again, while self-care can sometimes be, you know, Netflix and a bottle of wine, it's more often that internal work, that slowing down, that being present in the moment with yourself. Was there a personal situation that you can define which caused you to make the decision that I've got to slow down? And how were you feeling at the time before you started consciously taking that pause? So I guess it was just about a a little over a year ago when I was, we were starting to build kind-hearted badass and I was feeling very anxious and overwhelmed and I wasn't really doing any of the stuff for myself. And I was in a bad way. Long story short, I ended up hiring a life coach, which I was kind of on the fence about, but I was like, you know what, I, I need something. And for the universe seemed to be pointing me in that direction. And it was my coach who really helped me understand that rest is productive, that nurturing my relationships is productive, that you can be an amazing, awesome, wonderful mom or dad or wife or husband or whatever your role is that you want to be amazing at. You can be amazing at that and take care of yourself. In fact, you will be more amazing if you take care of yourself. But I think it's really one of those things that 
everybody's going to have a very different aha moment with it. And I don't think anybody can really fully understand it until they try it. You got to try. I'd be interested to hear what members of the audience what their experience was. Did they have a sort of rundown situation which caused them to turn in a new direction? I mean, full disclosure, I did. I got to a very, very low point in my life. Rundown where my kids would say, mom, can you do this? And I'm like, I, I can't. You got, you're going to have to do it on your own. I yeah. just, I literally cannot do it. So the purpose of this podcast is to encourage anyone who may be feeling tired to turn now. Don't wait till you get to the bottom of the barrel where you have absolutely no gas in your tank at all. Turn now, start now. It is only going to make your life better. Yes. Seriously, if they can if you can only take 5 minutes and if you're going to sit here and think that you can't find 5 minutes. Right. You start you slowly. It's full of conversation. It doesn't have to be hours. Five minutes. Right. Where you're truly just focusing on breathing or learning how to take a power nap, turning your brain off. To be able yeah. to do that at a moment's notice is a very big life skill. And this is not just women. This is men too. I know plenty of men who have run themselves into the ground and everyone around you suffers. So everybody, guys, just start now. Meditation a sport, find the thing that makes you happy, a happy place. And it doesn't have to be an hours long process. It can be 20 minutes, five minutes to start with. Exactly. Janine, do you have a few tips that people can do to start taking care of themselves? First thing I would say is when you're really first getting started, I would suggest doing a brain dump. Find 10 minutes that you can just get all the thoughts out of your head, all the things that you would love to do that you don't feel you ever have time to do. It doesn't matter how it could be something super simple, like I'd love to finish my coffee while it's hot, or I'd love to take a shower all by myself without a child knocking on the door or in the shower with me. Or it can be something really huge, like I would love to go on a month-long Hawaiian vacation. You know, it can be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't edit yourself. Just get it all out of your head, because that's going to give you a really good place to start when you're thinking, okay, well... I finally figured out how to find 10 minutes in my day and I've got 10 minutes blocked out for the next week every single day. Well, now you look at that list and you say, what on that list can I do in those 10 minutes? You can finish a hot cup of coffee in 10 minutes. Maybe you can't go to Hawaii in 10 minutes, but you could write down some of the activities that you want to do in Hawaii. You could journal about what that amazing, perfect vacation looks like, you know, and that's taking a, just a little bit of action towards making that big dream a reality. Um, boundaries is a huge one. If you've got other people around, if you can't remove yourself from a situation to, to really have that alone time, then you're going to have to, like we talked about earlier, teach the people around you how to act. And you have to have patience patience with yourself, patience with those around you, because it takes time to get into new habits for yourself, for others. And you you might do really, really awesome and and get five to 10 minutes of self-care and quiet time every day for a week, two weeks, a month. And then a major project comes up, a child gets sick, something big happens. And all of a sudden you haven't done self-care in like a week. And then you're beating yourself up. Stop. No beating yourself up. That's the exact opposite you just say, okay, well, 
let me look at my schedule and how can I get those 10 minutes back and what am I going to do with it? That would be my overall roundabout advice for starting out. (laughs) I love it. And if you don't take the time now to slow down, something will happen where you'll be forced to slow down. So don't let it get to that point. Janine, this is such a cool conversation, just a good topic. And it's important information to get out for everybody. It's a new mindset. You know, it's an era of a new mindset. I think people as a whole are starting to resonate with this and looking for ways and tips that they can try it for themselves. How can people find you? Well, the best way to contact me directly is on Facebook. And you can find me. My name's just Janine Kenna. That's J-E-N-I-A, Kenna, K-E-N-N-A. Our website is kindheartedbadass.com. And we're also on Instagram. And that's about it. Um, I do have my podcast, The Kindhearted Badass Show. And I do have a little free gift for your audience, Laura. So if anybody wants to, they can head over to kindheartedbadass.com slash self-care, where they can download a free PDF, which was a self-care challenge that we had done. But by all means, nobody has to look at it as a challenge. It's basically a five-day outline of how to start building self-care into your everyday life and a little bit more details on why it's so important. That sounds awesome. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes. Janine, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today on this really important topic. I appreciate you and you are a kind-hearted badass. It's so (laughs) obvious. You Uh, are a kind-hearted badass too, Laura, and I am so happy to be here. Thank you. If you've run yourself into the ground, you can probably relate to and agree with this. If you haven't done it yet, but you're burning the candle at both ends, I really hope that you'll give yourself some grace. The world will keep on turning and everyone will survive if you take time for yourself daily. In fact, if you stick to your guns, your boundaries will be respected. You'll also be teaching others how to treat you and how they should treat themselves. If you enjoyed this show, please give it a five-star rating on your podcast platform. You can find out more about Janine Kenna and the kind-hearted badass community on her website, Instagram, and Facebook. All of the contact information will be in the show notes at howtolife.com slash 096. I would like to recommend some other shows that'll help you learn to care for yourself. Episode 47 features the queen of kind-hearted badasses, Deputy Chief Sasha Larkin of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. And she talks about the benefits of yoga to recenter and take that pause for yourself. And in episode 64, I give you my personal tips on how to protect your spirit and avoid burnout. Oh, and this is a good one. Dr. Karthik Ramanan talks about the importance of emotional health in ending chronic stress and burnout. That's episode 61. I really recommend that one. All of these will be linked in the show notes, or you can just go directly to howtolife.com. Please make sure you follow all these wonderful people on the socials. There's so much great help there for you. And please follow me too. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at laurajagget underscore howtolife. For a quick lesson on basic life skills, check out all the mominars that I have on my YouTube channel, How to Life, and make sure you subscribe because I put out new content every week or so. That is all for today, friends. I thank you for spending this time with me. I will meet you here again next week. Have a beautiful day and a fantastic week. 
Make sure you take care of yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Not only will you feel better, but you will now always know how to get back to center. You are so powerful and you got this.